Let's get down to business. Thanks for coming out tonight. I wrote me a manual, a step by step booklet for you to get. Oh, I make money moves. You can't see me, my time is now. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another edition of the Massive Joe's Show, episode eight. Back here at MJHQ in the recording studio in the ADL with my good man, Big Nevos. Hello, how's it going? Back again, baby. Back by unpopular demand. <laughs> Man, I am, I gotta say, I'm super, super pumped for this episode of the Massive Joe Show. For I'm, 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 I'm gonna say for three main reasons. Three now? Yeah, three. I thought there were two. The, no, well, I will discuss two off, off, <laughs> off podcast, off camera, but now I'm throwing in the third. The first reason is we haven't done an episode of the Massive Joe Show for, for a few weeks now. A little longer. So I, the longer we wait, the more pumped I get. The second reason is because we have an awesome topic of discussion that's going to that's gonna transcend both fitness and business in this episode. I'm looking eight. forward to the episode where you go, I'm not that excited because it's a shit topic. <laughs> well, there's going <laughs> to be a few at some point. We're getting all the good shit out in the first 10 episodes. But the third reason is because we have a very special guest for the first time making his Massive Joe's show debut. And that is, of course, the big swell bear. I, I still can't get past this fucking guest thing. Like, I'm, I'm a bit of the fucking furniture here, aren't I? Like, really? You are, but you but you've never been on the massive joke. I haven't. Before. No, no, this is so the first you're, time. You're, well, it's, it's, you know, he's always been told that he's got a face for radio. Yeah. <laughs> and now, <laughs> and now he's and now he's got a face for radio. Except definitely got a head for radio. I'm, and I will say, you know, you are a guest because this is your, you, 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 you know, we're breaking you in. Yeah. You're losing, getting my you're, cherry pop? you're losing your massive Joe show virginity. <laughs> but, you know, if you do well, you know, it's a bit of a test. Fuck, man. I haven't had a you job might, interview for like bloody you 15 might, years. You might, you, might, you might get permanent residency. Wow. You know okay. The pressure's on. Might stamp that visa of yours. The pressure is on. Anyway. Topic of discussion for today's episode of the Massive Joe Show is this concept of opportunity cost, fellas. And it does transcend both fitness and business. And as we do with all episodes of the Massive Joe Show, we are going to discuss both in that order, fitness first, business second. But we're going to discuss both with this concept of opportunity cost at hand. And this is something, the reason why we're discussing this topic in this episode of the Massive Joe Show, as it's come up a couple of times over the last couple of weeks here at MJHQ, it actually came up yesterday for you and I, Big Neve. Question a weekly word in a in a weekly word question, and we were like, "That's the sign, like that's the sign that it's time to do a proper piece of content." Because we we were talking like twenty minutes in weekly word, yeah, on on opportunity costs, and that was actually in the business realm. It was a fitness based question, and you know how we go off on tangents yeah. and shit. Mm. But we're like, we need to we need to delve deep into this, man, for for an episode of the Massive Joe Show. So to start off. Opportunity costs, the definition for, for the listeners who, who perhaps are unaware and, and don't know what, opportunity, what, what the fuck are these guys talking about straight up. Opportunity costs is, you know, a way you can define it is the loss of other opportunities when one particular opportunity is chosen. Mm. So if you've got two good, let's say two good, because generally it's in, the, it's in the, the realm of good opportunities. You've got two good opportunities and you choose one over the other. By choosing one, you're losing the opportunity to do the other. Yeah. And there's a cost associated with that, and that's called the opportunity cost. Mm. Or another way to, you know, what I, I kind of, because that gets a little bit convoluted, the way that I like to describe it is you can do anything, but you can't do everything. Yeah. 
I remember, man, this is going back to when we were still, you know, like we're not kids. We were like, you know, 22 or 23. And you said to yeah. me, the opportunities that you say no to yes. are just as prevalent as the opportunities you say yes to. But more, more important. Well, yeah, absolutely. More important because they free up the the availability to pursue the opportunities that are going to give you the best return on investment. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about this firstly in the realm of fitness, fellas. Mm. Yeah, and I think with especially with fitness, it comes down to, you know, you have to know what your goals are and what your end goal is to determine what opportunities you're going to say yes to and which yeah. ones you're going to say no to. Yeah. If you don't know what your goal is or end goal, yeah. you know, you, you're you not going to know which opportunities are gonna, you're going to say yes to and which ones are going to be beneficial for you and which ones aren't. Yeah. As, you, as you know, with, with what we do with, you know, with training and all this sort of thing, you can't do everything and be good at everything. Even the best people in the world can't do everything and they, they can be good at a lot of things, yeah. but they can't be the best at everything. So that's why you need to choose what avenue you're going to go down and it, it comes down to your goal first. You need to decide what that goal is um, and then you find the right avenues and right opportunities to say yes and no to. And I, I really like this 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 topic for, for the listeners of this show because – Usually by the time you get to hearing about Massive Joes and you start consuming our content, by the time you kind of hear about the podcast and you're here listening to this now, it's not a question in the term in terms of fitness, it's not a question of what is and isn't going to support your goals, right? Mm. Most people listening right now know generally what's good and what's bad when it comes to health and fitness. Yeah, absolutely. So what we're talking about here is we're talking about you've got two good choices. Which choice are you going to make? Hundred percent. So you know, an example that, that that I spoke about when we were discussing this earlier this week was I was like, I always get asked about, for example, push pull leg split yep. versus bro bro split. Mm. Yeah. Right. So by the time you get to that decision, you're obviously they're both good options, right? Mm, absolutely. But by choosing one over the other, by choosing push pull legs over bro split you're giving up some opportunity. And by choosing bro split over push-pull legs, you're giving up some opportunity. 100%. So it's like, it's, you know, it, it's the inverse of the better of two evils. It's like the better of two goods. Yeah. Right? So, you know. But I mean, it comes down to, it comes down to absolutely everything in the gym. I yeah. mean, it doesn't just come down to that. It comes down to diet choices. I mean, you've got mm. more than one diet and one more way to Another try great example. You've got yeah. more, I mean, especially nowadays with everyone thinking that there's there's, there's keto diets going to get you the best results or intermittent fasting is going to get you the best results or yeah. uh, slight calorie surplus or whatever it may be, um, a bro diet, a traditional bro diet of chicken and broccoli. I mean, there's so many yeah. different ways that, and as Swell said, it does come down to what your goals are and the best way to, to get to, to those mm. particular goals. Because at the end of the day, I believe if, if you... If you're doing it correctly, mm-hmm. then you're going to eventually get to your goal at some point or another. Yeah. It might take you 20 years, but you could do it in three years. Absolutely. So things like- um, And that comes back to time again, man, is you yeah. look at the time wasted in, in not going down the right avenue that's going to fit best for you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So like stuff like uh, particular diets, I mean, all of them will put you in a calorie deficit, for example. So if we do stuff like intermittent fasting, uh, let's look at keto, let's look at a low-calorie diet, let's look at just whatever. There's that many different diets, but mm-hmm. in a slight calorie deficit, the thing is, is each of them have, have as you said before, with the, with a bro split and a, and a, and a uh uh, push pull leg split, for example, is they've all got their bonuses, but they've also got massive drawbacks. Absolutely. Um, I mean, stuff such as. Well, they've as, got opportunity costs. Yeah, well, right? I mean, stuff, so such, g- as, stuff, me, stuff like, such as keto. Stuff, give stuff, me such, an example. Uh, stuff such as keto, for example. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, that's going to put you and it's going to enable your body to burn more fat and put your body into sure. ketosis, but then yeah. you're not really giving yourself the amount of protein you need mm. to be building enough muscle or be sustainable. Well, the muscle. main thing with keto is, in my opinion, the opportunity cost with, with pursuing keto as a dieting method is the carbohydrate more than yeah, the protein, right? Is you're, you're sacrificing some mm. serious athletic potential. And I yeah. think like that's... That's like that's confirmed. That's yeah. not you know. No, we're that's hundred percent. That, that's that's, you know, that's, that's, it. that's you know that's shot. agreed upon. Yeah. That if you choose the keto diet as a method of dieting, there's obviously benefits to that. But the big opportunity cost is sacrificing athletic performance. Hundred percent. Right. So that's the same thing. Is 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 going to get you your same short term goal of weight loss, but your long-term goal is going to take much longer to get there, or your ideal physique mm. sure. is going to take yeah. you much much longer to get there if you do get there at all. Mm. So maybe, you know, it sounds like you're kind of going towards, all right, well, you need to consider opportunity costs, perhaps not in the realm of like a short-term goal, but you need to kind of map out what this looks like well, in terms I mean, of it's, short, it's just, medium, and long, Well, exactly, right? because it's just like what we're doing with the Massive Joe's Challenge Yeah, is is people looking at losing weight. and that's then we've our, got, for, the, for viewers, the listeners unaware, that's our 10-week transformation Yeah, so we've got a 10-week challenge. transformation challenge, and a lot of the people have come in looking at losing weight, mm-hmm. and a lot of them have... Uh, 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 not complaining, I guess, but let's use complaining for lack of a better word. Complaining that we've gone and put them on fifteen, like that they've been on fifteen hundred calories, and they're losing and the way like a hundred kilos. They've been on fifteen hundred calories. They've lost a substantial amount of weight. Yeah. Um, now they've come to join the challenge. Does probably take them to that next step. And the issue is, is they're complaining that we've gone and put them on twenty five hundred yeah. calories. Yeah. So they're not really seeing the. They're seeing the short term three to four weeks of perhaps putting on a little bit of body weight, yeah. but they're not seeing the long-term benefits of mm. increasing their out- m- metabolic output um, and making them start from a higher or a higher calorie starting yeah. position. So they're not looking at that long-term, that long-term goals of that as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, you know what? That's actually a really good example because, you know, and that applies to, the, that can apply in both directions, right? Mm. That can apply to a short-term weight loss goal mm. or a short-term weight gain goal, yeah. right? So let's take the short-term weight loss goal just to continue what you're talking about. If your short-term goal, and take the challenge, for example, because yeah, we that, have that, addressed and that, this and, in that the was, and that was the next point, which I know yeah. you're leading to, but yeah, you follow on with the next point. Let's say that you're 10 week, you have a 10-week goal, mm. and that is to lose as much weight as possible, mm. okay? That's easy to do, right? Do, think, a, do a is, fuck ton of cardio. Well, what I say, what put yourself said. on 1,000 calories a day. Yeah. Well, that's and, what we, you'll that's, lose, and you'll lose a lot of weight in the 10 weeks. Well, that's yep. what we could have done is we could have gone there on 1,500. Let's put them yep. on 1,200. Let's get them yep. doing tw- two hours of cardio every day. Yep. By the end of the 10-week challenge, they're going to lose 10 kilos. Yes. But then at the end of the 10-week challenge, they're eating fucking peanuts and they're doing fucking 10 hours you're of cardio fucked. a week. And you've got nowhere to go. And it's not yep. sustainable. It doesn't fit your lifestyle. It's not Effectively, you're fucked. Yeah. yeah. So the opportunity cost of that rapid weight loss over that sh- you know, relatively short period of time mm-hmm. is the fact that when that period is over, you're metabolic rate is completely crushed. Yeah. Your caloric intake is very low. Your caloric output is very high you, you, and you have to start all over again. Well, you'd look, and when you're looking at opportunity cost there, man, yeah. and, you know, in another 10 weeks time after that 10 week challenge or block yeah. thing you, you yeah. do, you could have put all that weight back on. Yeah. So you look at the 10 weeks that you've wasted potentially yeah. Yeah. Um, as almost, you know, again, a complete waste of time mm. where you could have gone down another avenue, the avenue mm. that obviously we've done with the challenge, that sure, short term you might put on a tiny bit of weight, but long term your metabolic rate, your body is going to be in so much better shape mm-hmm. just by choosing that other avenue rather than going that that short term fixed. You know, to get to get you know, that goal you want, sure you're going to lose ten kilos in ten weeks, 
but the long term picture, you, you're going to lose. You know, you're not going to gain anything at all. You're going to be back to, to ground ground zero straight away. So it really, you know, where I, I guess kind of where we're developing this is you really do need to consider in terms of your health and fitness goals and how you want to live the fitness lifestyle, short, medium, and long-term goals. Absolutely. And I'm talking like, you know, we can even go down this rabbit hole if you guys want to, is I'm talking like super long time. I'm talking like when you're 70, 80, 90 years old, like super, super long-term goals. Have you like? Are you, do you doing? Are you doing things? You know, and this is. I mean, this is particularly prevalent in 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 bodybuilding in particular. Mm. Are you doing things and taking particular substances and and you know living a particular lifestyle that is going to get you to a particular goal over maybe a five to ten year period? Yeah, which most people would consider, you know, generally long-term, but really in the big picture. It's not, mm. but are you doing things in a in a in a in a five to ten year period that are causing you're going to have to give up opportunity costs of actually you know taking Absolutely. years off your life? Well, that's what you, you know you have to ask yourself when you go into the gym. The way you train at the moment, yeah. realistically, could you do this when you're 50, 60, 70? Yeah, because the way I'm training at the moment, I say, yeah, I probably could. It's yeah. probably not going to be at the same intensity I am when I'm you know a sprightly 34 year old, but it, it I can still train exactly the same went 30 years down the track. Mm-hmm. And of, you look the, at, the goal that I want, well, I go, yeah, well, that's great. That's what I want to do. And you look at that in, in uh, even in terms of pro-bodybuilding. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to say that pro-bodybuilding is a healthy sport because it's not because of the drug use, etc., like that. But the thing is, especially, is is the young guys that have come through just like a fucking bullet out of gate at like 21 years old. Who mm. was that big? There was a big Russian, Alex... Remember, like, oh, dude, there's what been was so it? many. There was one that was a, uh, like, so I remember many. one when I first started out, and he was the same age as me. And this dude yeah. was, I'm like, geez, this dude's like, he was, he was on his way to being like a next pro bodybuilder. Yeah. yeah. Thing is, he was 21 yeah. and the size of uh, a house. Yeah, a house. He was the size of a pro bodybuilder mm-hmm. at 21 years of age. And that was the issue is it's not that he's not looking at the long term goals because the effects he'd put his body under, the stress he'd put his body under originally. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's a lot not sustainable. I mean, you look at someone like Phil Heath who has. And these kind of guys who have progressed throughout the years. I mean, Phil yeah. didn't even really start properly training until what he was. Well, look was after at college, dude. Yeah. Look at Sean, Sean Roden won his first Olympia at forty three fucking years old. Yeah. yeah, and he didn't, and you he know? and he stopped tra- lifting weights for quite a number of years. Yeah. I believe mm. he hadn't lifted weights for ten. Yeah. years. It's funny you mentioned that, and we have well and truly gone down this rabbit hole, and that's all good. But um, I was training with uh, with our Donut Court store manager Jamie Skippen mm. uh, on Tuesday night, and he showed me a picture of uh, of, of a young bodybuilder. Um, Regan Grimes, I'm mm. sure you guys are familiar, mm. yeah, listeners yeah. are familiar, yeah. and he was showing me like how big he's gotten over like the last 12 months, and he's early 20s. And my immediate response to Jamie was, imagine how much stress mm-hmm. that's putting his body yeah, under right absolutely. now at this young an age. I'm like, he's literally, like literally the opportunity cost is, sure, you're pursuing this goal you know, for him, it might even be a 10 to 20 year goal. Yeah. But the opportunity cost is literally taking years off the end of your life. Absolutely. Because of, you know, you even you take you take the drugs and all, or you take it all out. The fact that, you're, that your body is having to carry that much mass, yeah. your body's working really hard to do that. You eat that much protein, consume that much food. Of course. You have, you have to look Pump all, that much blood around. That's the biggest point. Get that it, much oxygen in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's working increases. really hard. Yeah. The thing with that as well is, is I remember like if you put me back at 21, I was, us guys, obviously, well, everyone at 21 isn't very mature. Yeah. Obviously no. everyone um, 
Man, oh, I'd hate to tell you what I was doing. But the thing as a 21-year-old, and, and the things with these bodybuilders being 21 is you just hope that they do actually have the right people there in their in their corner yeah. who are making sure that they're taking care of their health, getting their health checkups, um, which I, I'd say, I mean... I'd not, say, man, 75% of them wouldn't. And, but, but then you go down and you go... In that, but that you might have it because they've got coaches and and you're surrounded by sponsors and people in the industry. But then you look go and look at the next level down of your amateur bodybuilders, mm-hmm. and you see that oh, this guy's pumping this much stuff. I got to go and take this amount of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I bet you that they're not going to get them their hearts check up no. or, or their bloods checked or or these kind of things every. Well, you know, every this, this this is the particular this is the unique thing about opportunity cost, right? Is is opportunity cost is unique to each individual. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Your your own personal opportunity cost is not someone else's opportunity nope. cost. Mm. So by you saying that you think, you know, you hope that these younger guys have the right people around them, mm. those people's opportunity cost does not look the same as the person who's putting their body through it. Yeah. It doesn't. Right, and that's just one of the functions of opportunity cost. Mm. It's unique to a particular person. Mm. So I can answer that question for you straight away and say no. Mm. And when you tie that back into, you know, you, you, we've gone down the bodybuilding rabbit hole, and let's just come back out now and mm. let's talk about, you know, general health and fitness. When you bring that back around to general health and fitness and you're considering your own opportunity cost, I think really what it comes down to, guys, is, you know, set your short, medium, long-term, super long-term goals and make sure that they all kind of align. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so what you're trying to achieve over the next 10 to 12 weeks is also going to help you achieve the medium goal that might be a two to five year, mm. is also going to help you achieve the long-term goal that might be a 10 to 20 year, mm. is also going to help you achieve the super long-term goal, which, you know, for most of us is why we get into health and fitness in the first place, you know, the 20 to 50 year. Yeah, absolutely. And make sure that that all of that stuff is lined up so mm. that you're not doing things now in the short term that have such a huge opportunity cost that you're going to get to a certain point and you're going to go, fuck, I wish I didn't do that. Yeah, absolutely. And that comes back again. That's just wasting that time by you not choosing the right route to go down. Yeah. But even someone I, I looked at... Um who I trained with, Matt Brinoli, who you yeah. both know, yeah. is Matt Brinoli. I trained with him a lot when yeah, I was. Lots of love on this podcast. He does. No, because he gave me like, because he gave me a lot of good because he gave me a lot of good advice. Now, he gave look, you the right advice. Looking back on it, is, no is when I was younger training, I used to rock up a limbo when I was 18, 19. Mm-hmm. and I used to say, "Oh, Matt, like one week, Matt, I put on a kilo this week. Yeah, two weeks later, Matt, I put on another kilo." Two weeks later, Matt, I put on another kilo. I put on three kilos in six weeks, and he's like, "Steve, that's, you're fat." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You haven't put on three kilos of muscle. No. You've put on like 200 grams of muscle and yeah. you've put on 2.8 kilos of pure body fat. Yeah. And then the way he looked at it and said to me, he's like, you should set a, yourself a goal and try and put on one kilogram of lean muscle a year. Yeah. I'm like, fuck that. Like, yeah. look at this as me as a 19-year-old and not, yeah. not having that patience. But then you look at it and you think, well, if I'm 85 kilos lean muscle mass now yeah. at 20 years old. By the time I'm 30, well, fuck, I'm nearly 30 now, yeah. you're 95 kilos of lean muscle. And as we know now, 95 kilos of lean muscle is big. a big dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just not realizing that patience and not realizing the long-term gain mm-hmm. and thinking, oh, no, nah, fuck that. I just want to go eat KFC and Maccas and get put as many calories as put, put on, on weight. Put on yeah, weight. Yeah, yeah. But then at the end, you've actually you've put on 10 kilos but only – 400 grams of that is actually muscle. Yeah, and then, yeah. then, you, then you have to turn around and you have to put yourself in a calorie deficit, which is doing the opposite thing of what you want to be doing and building muscle. Yeah. And you, so you spend six months of the year trying to lose weight that you've put on through through not looking at the bigger picture. 
you know, I, I say this so often and it comes through in, in so many different things that we discuss, but it, it, it's true and it's so prevalent. Absolutely. And that's why it keeps coming back mm. up is the health of fitness lifestyle is a marathon. Well, it it's comes not back, a sprint. And it comes really, back to my you know, story, mate, of the tortoise and the hare. <laughs> oh, you love your... You love <laughs> fucking this guy and his tortoise and the hare. Mate, I'm telling you that that, that little t- why that little tail is yeah. so prevalent to everything in life. It's yeah. the same thing. It is. It's, yeah. it's, it, you just go at, at your own pace, and yeah. it is. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. Um, and you have to take your time, but at the same time, you have to make the right choices in, like... T- each each step along the way to make sure that you get to that end goal. Yeah. Uh, and that's the most important thing to make sure that you're doing it. You know, you're going to be doing this for 20, 30, 40 years or however long you want to do it for. Well, if it's part of your lifestyle, you do it forever. Exactly. Right? So you just goal. have to make sure that you you know what your end goal is yeah. and then work your way towards that. Yeah. And be patient. Oh, big time. You know, like that's... that's, that's the, the tortoise was patient. Very patient. That's the, But that's the biggest thing is like this 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 health and fitness lifestyle that we live, it is a marathon, right? It's not... You can, you, can, you, you can have periods of sprint if you want to, but you're much better off pacing yourself. Ooh. You're much better off, you know, doing things right now yeah. with your medium, long and super long-term goals in mind and keeping in mind this concept of opportunity costs, if you're deciding between a good option and another good option, you know, the the best way I feel to kind of choose which one is better is which one supports those goals when you line them all up and say medium, long, super long, short, medium, long, super long, what does that what does that look like? Mm. How did all of those goals align? How do all of those interests align? And which of these two good options that are presented to me right here, right now, are going to support all of those goals lining up? I mean, then when, yeah. if you go and look at it just real quickly, what you yeah. spoke about before with push pull yeah. legs versus bro split. Yeah. Um, I mean, like stuff like that, and I know you spoke about this before, but yeah. but stuff like that in terms of like something like a bro split, yeah. if you're only hitting each muscle group, like they're all both great. They're both great um, options. Options, yeah. but the thing is, something like a bro split, you're only hitting every muscle group once a week. So, are you giving enough frequency? Yeah. If you have a shit session, you sort of are you wasting your session for that week? Mm-hmm. Um, weaker muscle groups aren't really getting more work than uh, than stronger muscle groups. Yeah. Then you look at stuff like push pull legs, and then you, you've got your pros of um, frequency, muscle frequency, um, volume. Then the amount of volume is 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 a negative because you might only be able to get in two sets of of chest or shoulders on a on a push day. Yeah. Um. So I mean, just that's what you were talking about before. Is they're both great options, but both do have pros and cons. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. All right. Let's flip the script now. I want to talk about business with this concept of opportunity cost because I feel like this is you know where we can add some serious serious value to the listeners. Both in terms of, you know, if you run your own business, if Mm. you're, you know, entrepreneurial or if you work for somebody else or if you're in the corporate world or whatever it is, you know, the the concept of opportunity cost really is a business concept more than anything. Yeah, absolutely. And the question that you and I had, Neve, yesterday in Weekly Word Mm. was actually about delegation. It was. Mm. And this is something that, you know, that I'm really, really big on here at Massive Joe's and I kind of push you guys as well as all the rest of our management team here is, you know, if you're trying to take your part of the business to the next level, you can't keep doing the same shit you're doing and expect to, you, you, like you're going to hit a glass ceiling. Yeah. And 
what causes that glass ceiling is not necessarily lack of effort, is not necessarily lack of work ethic. You know, you guys are you putting in effort, you're working hard and whatnot. But usually what causes the glass ceiling is that you get to a certain point and you now need to maximize your return on time investment. Mm. And if you're not prepared to delegate your return on time investment is going to stagnate yeah. and that's going to cause you to hit that glass ceiling. Absolutely. So how do you get through that? Well, man, you know, looking at time, I, I would say time is the most valuable commodity we have. You know, the, the, the person who is the richest person in the world has exactly the amount of time, same amount of time as the hobo across the road at the pub sitting there drinking beer. We all got the same 24, Exactly. Man. I like to say it a lot. Um, yeah. But because you have the same 24, you need to pick and choose how you're going to spend those 24 hours. Yeah. Now, that in business, it's, it means, you know, if you are wasting your time doing things that aren't going to get you to that end goal of where you need to get to, whether it's growth or whatever it might be, yeah. if you're not picking your time wisely and choosing it the way it needs to be spent, Mm -hmm. You know, you look at the opportunity cost that you're wasting, you go, well, you know, you could have been doing something that's going to grow your business by 20% or you can spend it growing your business by 5%. Mm -hmm. What are you going to choose? You need to find that right path and go down it. Mm -hmm. So when it comes down to time, because, it, you know, time is so precious, really, you know, you need to spend it and think about how you're spending that time. It goes back to to the quote that I kind of opened this this episode up with where I said, you know, one way of thinking about opportunity costs is that you can do anything, but you can't do everything. Absolutely. And this is where delegation in the business mm. realm is so important because you can't do everything. No. You're going to reach a point in your career, whether you're an entrepreneur running your own business or you're a manager in someone else's business or you're working in the corporate world or whatever it is, you can't do everything. You just don't have, you don't have the time, no. as, as, you, as you say, to do everything. Mm. It's impossible. Yeah. And, you know, Neve, I think, you, you know, you probably experienced this. Well, both, both you guys really, you know, but you probably experienced this over you know the last twelve months, mm. kind of moving from from yeah. moving I mean, like, roles within the business from from a national sales manager into a general manager, well, especially from uh, from things such as on on my point of view on my scale yeah. was uh, as I said before was stuff like doing um, the sales inbox yeah and and I guess there was still no real position that really encompassed the, the the inbox, for example, yeah. like the sales inbox and answering emails, where's my order? Customer service. Customer service, yeah. really. There wasn't really a role for that. So I was kind of still doing the, that kind of emails every day, like where's my order? Mm -hmm. um, why haven't I received it? What's the best protein powder you stock? What's the best pre-workout? When are you getting more stock of X, Y, Z? Then I sort of sat back and like, well, my time can be a lot better spent organizing our new apparel or it could be, uh, trying to find new new locations for our retail stores. And, yeah. I mean, that that was my return on investment. It probably wasn't worthwhile from my point of view, my time and my day. Mm -hmm. um, sitting there just answering those mundane emails that really anyone could in the business could answer. Yeah. And B, also for your point of view, it wasn't worthwhile you paying me when you could be paying somebody else. Um no offense, at a cheaper rate to, <laughs> to be answering those no, questions. I, I want you to go there because I think you know this is a this is a keep talking. Yeah, but just uh, I'm, I'm a, but I'm because especially especially for uh, I think it has to work on all levels, not just as um, I think you have to look at it both ways as as the person you are saying is what I'm doing the best. What? How do you say it? 
Yeah, you say it is well, the ROI. best. I think, man, yeah, best ROI. The best use of my time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then also look at, at from 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 a boss's point of view. If I was in your shoes, like, mm-hmm. is is what I'm paying Steve for? Could somebody else be doing this? And is this Steve's best use of Steve's time? Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. You're not going to pay the general manager to go and sweep the floors out in the warehouse, are you? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. if you look at the potential and what he could do for the business, you just go, well, why the hell is he wasting his time sweeping the floor? Sure, it has to be done, mm-hmm. but you can get someone else to do that and get Steve to work on, you know, what he's better at. And you've got, you know, you, 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 I want you to tell your kind of progression as well because I think mm. that that's a similar but also polarising example is kind of when, you know, you, you came into the business, what, five, six years five ago? Five years ago, five, five or six, yeah. Yeah, to run, to run the wholesale side of the business, mm. which at that time was kind of comprised primarily of, you know, personal trainers, yeah. small gyms, yeah. you know, small wholesale type accounts. And then yeah. as the business has kind of grown and we've, you know, we've explored more of the distribution side of the business, yeah. like it got to a point with you, which it was like 12 months ago, right? Mm. Mm. Yeah, be close. When, yeah when, when, pretty much when, bang on. It was about 12 months ago where I said to you, I'm like, Joel, <clears throat> you can't continue to run that side of the business, yeah. we need to bring someone else in to yeah. do that and I need you to spend your time on the distribution side yeah, of the absolutely. business because that's going to give much better return on investment of 100%. your time. Yeah. So, and, you know, both you guys, as you've kind of progressed through the Massive Joe's business, have come up against this, you know, whether we've whether we've packaged it and called it opportunity cost or whether I've kind of packaged it and called it, I need you guys to be doing stuff that adds more value to the yeah, business no with shit. your time. Yeah. However, we've kind of packaged that, it is opportunity cost. I mean, that's just expanding on, on Joel's thing there is uh, Joel's... Joel was getting orders and then writing invoices for those orders. Yeah. Whereas anyone really could be doing that, and that's why you yeah. did get a two RC. Yeah. Whereas Joel's strengths is getting new accounts and dealing with their existing accounts to get more sales mm. and more business. Him sitting there answering emails and then typing in those orders into an invoice and then sending the invoice to the warehouse. So that wasn't Joel's best ROI. Mm. Yeah. So that's why we got him to focus on his strengths and what he's good at and what's going to be the best ROI, and then got someone else to. Yeah, yeah, do the and I think that that what just Steve just touched on then is very important when you're looking at opportunity costs and which which path to go down is is and I always say and I believe you should always work to your strengths mm-hmm. and sure it's great to get out of your comfort zone every now and then but if you can sell the shit out of something then you sell the shit out of it mm-hmm. you know you don't try and do something else you focus on what you're good at and you excel in that particular area rather than trying and dabbling in a few different other things and oh, I want to try this just for my own personal growth no stick to what you're good at. And work that until you know it gets to the point that you're 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 at, at the top of the top of that particular field. Absolutely, I want to kind of I'm going to give my personal experience with it as as a business owner, and then I'm going to circle back and just mm. talk about you guys a little bit as well. But when I first started Massive Joe's, you know, as a business that literally started from nothing and has been bootstrapped whole the whole mm-hmm. fucking way, yeah, I've literally done everything. Mm. You know, I've packed orders, I've processed orders, I've done customer service. I've literally, everything that happens in this business, at some point in this business, I have done that. Well, just to quickly touch on something, yeah. I have actually seen, Joe, when the business is still, you know, running out of a garage pretty much, yeah. unload a semi-trailer full of protein. Absolutely. It wasn't a forklift. It was no, hand unload hand that out. shit. That's so hand, that's what I'm by, talking about, you know, where- fucking box, man. Yeah, where, you know, it's, it's <laughs> everyone has obviously done something. And yeah, yeah, just to touch on that quickly is, you know, he's done literally everything in this business. The thing is, if I was still doing all that <clears> shit, 
the business would not be where it is today. Mm. So this concept of opportunity cost became very prevalent to me very early on mm. because I understood possibly in the realm of return on investment, I was like, I can't be spending my time unpacking semi-trailers box by box. No. I need to employ somebody to do that. And then you need to get a forklift. the opportunity cost of me doing that is the fact that I can't spend time developing the business, growing the Absolutely. business. Absolutely. You know, when I was running the wholesale side of the business before you came on and mm. did it, I was doing all the wholesale. And I got yeah. to a point where I was like, the opportunity cost now is too high. Yeah. So I need to bring someone else to do that so that I can invest, I can knuckle down on my skills, get the best return on my time investment mm -hmm. and not be sacrificing so much opportunity costs yep. doing this other stuff that, that someone else can be doing. Yeah, and, and usually, not only what someone else can be doing, but somebody else who's better at doing it than I am yep. is going to get better ROI on their time mm. and therefore the opportunity cost becomes greater. Yep. So I need to like move now yep. and make a change. And mm. I think that's especially... Um especially prevalent for, for businesses who are labor-intensive. Yeah. And this is just going out there for all the – for businesses such as, let's go to like laborers and landscapers or – Tradies, or, effectively. Or tilers, anyone yeah. like that. Yeah. Who you get paid by doing jobs. Yeah. You get paid by laying tiles and you don't get paid at the end of the job until all the tiles are laid, um, grouted, cleaned up. Job done. Up, job done. Yeah. Thing is, is you can't get that job done if you're sitting at home doing your bookwork for the first four hours of every Monday because yeah. – you need to get that done. Yeah. Um, obviously, not everyone works seven days a week and you might better have time for that. But if you're, especially in, in the um, first instance of a business, mm. if you're working six, seven days a week and then you've got to do your book work on top of that, invoicing quotes, um, I mean, a lot of the behind the scenes things, writing, doing quotes, but also writing quotes, writing out invoices, yeah. then doing your PAYGs, doing your BAS, doing all those kind of things, mm -hmm. <clears throat> you're better off almost outsourcing those kind of medial tasks mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, just focusing on the labor-intensive things that you can't get someone else to replicate. Yeah. Again, focusing on, on just what you're good at and what your strengths are, you know. I don't know too many tradies that are good at book work or know how to work, you know, PAYG or yeah. MYOB. So outsource that shit. If you, can't, if you can't do it yourself or you don't have time to do it, once again, it comes back to delegation. Is delegate that and whether you have to pay someone to do it, so be it. Absolutely. But you know what's my biggest, my biggest pain, my biggest hate, pet hate of this generation especially? What's that? Is... When you say this generation, just our generation, like our generation coming up okay. of, of Gen who, Y, everyone who thinks they're entrepreneurs, Gen Y oh, slash millennials, is is yeah. everyone who goes and watches their motivational videos on YouTube, yeah. goes and fucking shares Joe Rogan, Gary V, Andy Frisella, yeah, goes and watches your motivational videos for hours, goes to your fucking Tony Robbins seminars, posts motivational quotes on their Instagram, does it, but you don't actually fucking do anything, no. Like, <laughs> <not> <laughs> like, it's true. You spend six hours a day. It's true. You spend watching six hours a day videos. watching motivational videos, but yeah, and like, posting about them. If you're fucking working hard at a business, you don't yeah. have time to do that. No, shit. no shit. Yeah. And that's what annoys me. Hundred <laughs> percent. Thanks for that insight. <laughs> so I just want to come back to to my personal experience. So something that I still do today, every quarter, and I, I make a conscious effort to do this once every three months is I actually sit down and I, 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 I'll do a time diary and I'll go from when I get up in the morning to when I go to sleep at night for a week or a two-week period or whatever it is, how am I spending my time? Yep. Am I getting the best return on investment for my time? 
where does the opportunity cost sit of me doing this task and that task and this task and that task? And if that opportunity cost is too high, then I need to start making changes. Mm. And you guys see that because yeah, I'll absolutely. come out of fucking nowhere and it usually happens in like April, we'll uh, start of the August, year. October, January. January's you can a see it. And one. I'll be like, Steve, we need to hire a graphic designer. Mm. Or Neve, we need to hire someone else to work in yeah. wholesale. Or we need to hire someone else to do this or do that, and that's a direct that that's a direct consequence of me consciously having a look at the opportunity cost of everything I do within the business. Yeah, and I think that's very important for the for the business owners and the and the entrepreneurs and the tradies. If you if you're self employed or you run your own business, I think that's really something important to mm. do. You know, you don't have to do it every quarter. Once a year is you know is probably enough for most people. But take make the conscious effort to look at how you spend your time. Yeah, absolutely. Look at the opportunity cost, and if the opportunity cost is too high, start to make some changes, yeah. man. Or else That's- you're just going you're going you're going to be fucking running around in circles, mm. wondering why your business is not growing. And I can tell you why your business is not growing. It's because your return on time investment is shit. Yeah, absolutely. Or not necessarily shit, but it's the same. Yeah. So if your return on time investment is the same, and you know that your time is fixed, we all have the same twenty four. Well, your returns are going to be the same. Yeah. Right. So you need to increase that ROI or reduce your opportunity cost by putting the right people in the right places, preferably people who have better skill sets than yourself doing jobs that they can do better than you can. Mm. That's especially what we said in terms of um, bodybuilding and fitness is looking towards the future. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing where you want to be and, but also seeing where you think it's a bit different. I think with, Business, because yeah. so many things change over the years yeah. in terms of advertising, marketing, et cetera, et cetera. But I think, in the, especially within, uh, I guess with business, you could probably look, I mean, I guess we've always looked sort of two to three years mm-hmm. ahead. Mm-hmm. We are the biggest YouTube channel um, because we saw before everyone else the, the YouTube yeah. um, side of things and what YouTube can do for the business. So we went and employed or well, deal was sort of around already, but yeah. uh, employed a deal yeah. and then had built his team around for the YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we've done things like the cameras, the filming studio, those kind of things. So mm-hmm. we, we've built up because we know where where that can take us. Yeah. Um, then now it's gone to, especially where the next avenue of growth is more uh, Instagram and Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. Social so, media advertising. Social yeah. media advertising, yeah. which also revolves around videos mm-hmm. and now as you said graphic works so graphic mm-hmm. designers mm-hmm. to be doing those graphics for the Instagram and Facebook ads mm-hmm. as well as the other graphics we need yeah. but the thing is we can see where the business is going and then we built our team around that and especially with you and mm-hmm. this is where, you, where you've gone to with sort of bringing me on as general manager now um, and taking a lot of your day-to-day tasks so you can focus solely mm-hmm. on shooting the videos and shooting the content that we need for those Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, which mm-hmm. is where we can see the biggest growth for Massive Joes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I just want to flip it a little bit and I want to talk about the flip side. I want to talk about people who don't run their own business, mm. people who work for someone else, and I want to talk about career progression. Yeah. Because this is this is, this is is a big thing that, you know, I, I'm kind of big on in this business and, and in particular with, with management here at Massive Joe's is, you know, we have our performance reviews, mm-hmm. proper formal performance reviews once a year. And, you know, we go through wages and, you know, people hit me up and, you know, want a pay rise or, a, or an extra bonus or this or that or whatever. And my question immediately back is 
show me how you've added value to the business. Yeah. Mm. You know, why why should I give you an extra 10 grand a year or why should I give you an extra bonus package mm-hmm. uh, on top of your KPIs? Justify that to mm. me. Yeah. Right? Justify how you've added value mm. to the business. So if you're an employee and you're working for someone else, no doubt you've had that conversation many times. Of course. Right? Because that's that's career progression, mm. right? If you're not interested in running your own business, that's that's more than fine, but you're still probably interested in career progression, yeah, right? Every, everybody, everybody is. Everyone likes making money. So you know, it's you need to look also then as an employee at your own opportunity cost and how you can continue to add money to, to, to not necessarily money, but add value to a business. However, yeah. whatever your role is, however you add value to that business, you need to to really triple down on that and figure out, okay, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? Let me focus on my strengths because I know that that's going to give me the best ROI. Mm. And if I'm spending too much time doing shit that I'm not good at, yeah. the opportunity cost of doing that is at the my strengths. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Is at the peril of mm. my strengths because yeah. I'm not spending time doing this very high ROI stuff over here. I'm spending too much time on this low ROI stuff mm. over here and the opportunity cost is too fucking high. Absolutely. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, with trying to, to build up and work on your weaknesses. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Sure. But like you said, you need to focus on those strengths because that's what you're good at. Yeah. You know, if you're good at something, then, you know, like I said before, is you just keep doing it because that's going to give the business the biggest ROI, give you the chance to actually get a promotion or whatever it might be or get that extra 10K a year in, yeah. in your pay packet. Yeah. So, you know, you need to do that. And if you try and find time to work on your weaknesses if you can do that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at the same time, you still need to focus on on what your strengths are. Everybody has them. You just need to find out what they are, you know, and, and you, there's, I don't know anybody who is good at absolutely everything, you know, it's, and that's why, you know, a, 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 an employer has, or an employer has different employees to do different jobs and focus on a hundred, again, what their strengths are Yeah. because, you know, that's, that's, you know, you just need to find what those strengths are. I mean, it's not just in, in terms of earning and, and jobs as well is, um, yeah, as Joel said, finding out what your strengths are mm-hmm. and then finding a job which you can make the most of your strengths. If, mm. if, if that is what you – I mean, it, that, I guess it, it comes two ways. If if uh, money and the pay packet, like you were saying before, is is one of your main objectives, then you really want to be doing what you're best at. Mm-hmm. And if, you're, if, you, if you fucking love going to Coles and fucking packing shelves at Coles and that's what you love and it fucking – I was going to say, get your dick hard, but get your dick hard. <laughs> <laughs> then go do that. But the thing is, if you're looking for something that is going to get you the most amount of money, I mean, if you look at something like a, like a shelf packer at Coles or the fucking main car salesman at Mercedes-Benz, mm-hmm. the main car salesman at Mercedes-Benz with the commission is going to earn a lot more money than a shelf packer to a night for the Coles. Yeah. Someone like Joel is much better at, at someone like something like sales. Uh, being a salesman and, and sales skills than someone like myself. Yeah. Joel, as we know, you can sell ice the Eskimo yeah. and fucking I, I can't. Yeah. So, so it's working to your strengths and, and knowing that Joel knows that he's better than 99.9% of people when it comes to selling something. Mm. Thanks, mate. Mm-hmm. But Ice to uh, an Eskimo. Yeah. yeah. Fire to the devil. Well, he can take that shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But the other thing with that, it's not only just comes down to money as well. It comes to, down to job satisfaction. And nine times out of ten, yeah. the person who is working towards their strengths and what they're good at is going to be satisfied within their job and they're going to enjoy their job mm-hmm. because they're, they're not out of their comfort zone too far. They know what they're doing 
and they're working hard, so they're going to keep getting rewarded for that. Mm-hmm. So not only does it come down to that monetary value, but it comes down to you know you being happy with what you're actually doing. Hundred percent. So you know, and that that's the most important thing. You know, you could be the richest man in the world if you're not happy with what you're doing. What, what the fuck are you doing? And this is a discussion that that you and I have had on many occasions, Neve. Mm-hmm. You know, when we've discussed what what the future of of Massive Joe's looks like, and you know, do we have the right people in the right places, and where can we add some extra value in terms of human resources and whatnot. And the thing that I always say to you is we need people doing what they're passionate about Mm. in the right parts of the business doing that. Mm. Because if people are passionate about what they're doing, naturally the return on time investment is going to be the highest it's possibly going to be. Mm. Naturally, they're going to go outside of their comfort zone and uh, and give that little bit extra because go they're above pa- and beyond. Go mm. above and beyond exactly because they're passionate about what they're doing. On the flip side, if you've got the wrong person with the wrong skill set doing the wrong job, it's a fucking disaster mm. in Ooh. terms of ROI, mm. and it's a disaster in terms of opportunity cost, not only to the business but to that particular individual to the person, as well. Absolutely. Well, that's so. There's, I mean, there's probably a bunch of people listening to this right now. Working for somebody else, going fuck. I am like I know, like I've got the gift of the gab, man. Like I can, I'm, I'm a swole. Yeah. I can sell ice to the Eskimo. I can sell fire to the devil. But I'm working in customer service. Yeah. Or I'm working in, a, uh, I'm working as a tradie, yeah. a laborious job. Or I'm doing yeah. something that I know right now is not what I'm the best at Mm. or not what I'm passionate about if you're Mm. talking about job satisfaction. It can work either way. Not what I know is going to get me the best ROI. Mm. So if you're listening now, understand that every single day that you're doing that job that you're not satisfied with or you're doing that job that you're not passionate about, the opportunity cost of doing that is doing something that you are passionate about, yeah. doing something that you do have an incredible skill set to excel at, and doing something that is going to advance your career, mm. you're literally giving that up yeah. to do whatever the fuck it is you're doing mm. because who the fuck knows why you're doing it. Yeah. Maybe you've just been doing it that long that you've never actually stopped to think about it. Well, use this as the opportunity to go, fuck, mm. I'm going to stop and think about yeah. this. In saying that, it's also a two-way street though, uh, with, with the boss and employer. And if yeah. you're an employer, yeah. you need to be creating the correct environment and the right environment for your employees to get the most ROI out of them. 100%. I mean, I, I know a lot of jobs you see and people hate their boss. Yeah. They hate mm. their environment. They yeah. get yelled at by their boss. Yeah. Um, stuff like even speaking to my dad 10 years ago, he used to launch crates of coke across the back room and ran and rave at... Your old man did. <laughs> Bobby Mills. The apple doesn't fall I don't, far. I don't, I don't believe that. But he used to ran and rave and, and he didn't have the respect of his of his employers yeah. and then they... they well, obviously, he's, he's done very well in terms of business but the thing is he might not have had 100% respect from his employers and yeah. they might not have been putting 100% back in effort-wise. Yeah. If, if you're... And there's so many different factors of creating that correct work environment. It's not just yelling at them, but there's there's so many different ways. Um, that yeah, just making sure that you are providing the right environment for your employers, making sure it's a good working environment, um, making sure they're looked after, those kind of things. I mean, you obviously can go on lists for ages about mm. creating the right work environment, mm. but if you don't have the right environment for your workers and you're treating them like shit, then they're not going to give you 100%, so you're not getting a return on investment from them. Absolutely. But Neve. You and I have had this discussion many times where, you know, I'm very conscious of it and and you know that I'm very conscious of Mm. it, is 
I don't want people working for Massive Joe's who don't want to be here. Mm. But yeah. even you, know, you go one, you go one, one layer deep on the onion of that. And not only do I not want people who don't want to be here be here, but I don't want people who don't have the right skill sets in the wrong position. Yeah. Mm. You know, the the ideal thing is I want people here who really want to be here, mm. who are passionate about being here, mm. who we have seen a particular skill set. Yeah. And we've gone, you know what, we've got a position where that person can really excel. Yeah. That's the person I want. Yeah. And that's the job I want them doing. Yeah. And we don't always get it right. No. There's been many examples where either the first layer falls down where the person just hasn't wanted to be here mm. many times. Mm. And you've Absolutely. seen it as Absolutely, well. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And, you know, we part ways and, you know, it is what it is. But in a workplace like this, it becomes yeah. very, very evident very quickly. Very yeah. quickly. And because of the way it's been set up, though, yeah. right? And then the second thing is, you know, we've had people that haven't had the right skill sets who are very passionate about the business and do want to work in the mm. company, but we've just mismatched the skill set with the position yeah. and we've moved the person around. Mm. Absolutely. And we've seen that a number of times where that person has gone from being an average employee to a fucking exceptional employee. Yeah, 100%. And that's a big thing for me and that's a big part of our culture here, here at, at Massive Joe's is, you know, we actually want, people to develop well you have to and that's a that, you know coming back to, to your old man bobby mills you know there's 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 two you know there's multiple types of businesses but there's two very polarizing types of businesses you can work for a business where the the management of that business or the owner of that business however it's set up their main goal is to make as much money as possible mm. and suppress the employees at, for as long as they possibly can mm. on the other hand you have businesses where their goal is to add as much value to the community as possible. Mm -hmm. And they want uh, along that journey for their employees to be empowered and to grow and to develop throughout their careers as much as possible. Mm. Right. So obviously what we're trying to do here is to set up the ladder. Yeah. Right. But there's a lot of businesses and there's probably people listening right now and they're going, fuck, I work for one yeah. of those businesses well, where the boss just cares about making as much money as he possibly can, primarily for himself or mm. management, whoever the fuck it is, and doesn't care about my career progression and I can't see myself developing and there's just no support for me yeah. ever getting through this glass ceiling that I keep hitting. Absolutely. Fucking get the fuck out well, of Well, that's there. the thing, man. If you look at the job that you're in at the moment, and this is just a shout out to all the people listening, if you look at the job you're in at the moment and say, five years down the track, you don't see yourself doing it, Yeah, get the fuck out of there. Yeah. You know, and this comes back to goals, like we tied in with the fitness Well, it comes back before. to opportunity costs. Yeah, exactly. Every what? day you're working that job that you can't see yourself developing, you can't see yourself growing, you can't see yourself doing it, as mm. you mentioned, in five yeah. to ten years, is at the opportunity cost of doing something that you are insanely passionate about, that you can see yourself developing, that you can see yourself doing five, ten, twenty years down the track. Yep. Yeah, so you need to like you need to make changes. Absolutely, if you, that means you have to go back to to university or TAFE or whatever the hell it is to you know to to up your skill set to do what you're truly passionate about. Yeah, then so be it. Yeah, surely you know you might take a short term you know kick up the ass financially. You know yeah. I'm going to lose a bit of money here, but long term you're going to work in a job that you are passionate about. And if yeah. you're passionate about the job that you do, you're never really going to work a day in your life. You're going to enjoy what you're doing. Mm. Um, you know, you're going to get job satisfaction. You're going to excel in that role. So if you need to do that short term to go backwards, to go forwards, then mm. so be it. But on that, exactly what you're saying, no, but there's another sort of just deviating off that is if you're a manager and going back to my dad with um, Coles, is Coles are very good at um, 
upskilling and and mm. and and they send them off on courses and and many many different courses and um, I'm lucky because my dad passed on a lot of that stuff. But the thing is, if if you're a manager or you're a manager or a high level person, if you it's ROI for you, your return on investment of going to a three-day course and learning how to treat employees or how to get the best out of your employees yeah. or how do I manage a group of people. Mm-hmm. It takes you three days, but then you come back and you start implementing those things and you've got 10, 10 employees and then they start putting in an extra 10 to 20% Mm-hmm. extra because you're managing them better. Yeah. How, how are you managing better? Are you delegating their skills better? Uh, are you treating them better? Um, instead of fucking throwing a butt, carton of Pepsi Max, are you going up? And something that my dad always says is every employee that he sees, as soon as he walks into work, he goes around, shakes their hand and asks them three questions. Mm-hmm. How are you? How was your weekend? How was, did you watch the footy on the weekend? Whatever it is. But my dad always asks every single employee in Coles has 50 plus employees, but every single person he goes up, says a name, says hello and asks them three questions and it makes them feel wanted and, mm, and absolutely makes them belong at work. Mm-hmm. And he gets so much more instead of them just walking past him, putting his head down, thinking, oh, I'm better than you or, mm. or not engaging with them mm. or not knowing that you played in a netball grand final on the weekend. You're going to be getting a lot more out of your employees that way. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And yeah. I've, I've worked in one of those. You mentioned that and literally like just, like, like, just came straight back to me. Yeah. I've worked in, an, you know, when I used mm. to work for Santos, mm. I had a boss who was like that. Mm. Fucking walked in, you know, head down, didn't acknowledge anybody, went to his desk, never spoke to fucking it. It was horrible. But, try, but, the, but then you look at it and you would not have done anything to go really above and beyond to, for any kind of personal reason. Well, for him, I, I did anyway because that's just my personality. That's, mm-hmm. you, but that, but that's, not, yeah. but that's maybe not but 90% the culture, of the and, and Okay, so I did, but the rest... So I worked in a team back then. There would have been eight, eight to ten guys, you mm. know, maybe seven in the office and three in the field. Mm. And, you know, and older, you know, when I say older at the time, you know, mid, mid-40s, early 50s, I was by far the youngest. I was early 20s. But I could see these guys didn't give a fuck. That's the thing. They would that. do nothing. And then you yeah. look at the flip side of that and us as a Massive Joe's um, – us at Massive Joe's and and what we've created is yeah. you look at, for example, uh, like last weekend, I mean, I came out with you for six hours yeah. to a weightlifting competition. Yeah. Um, you, me, JB, and whoever else have got to come and train at AFPC in, in two or three weeks. Yeah. Um, next, well, tomorrow, uh, two days, we've got the IFBB bodybuilding show yeah. and five of the retail staff have put their hand up to come and help. Yeah. Like none of us are getting paid for those things. Mm. Yeah. So we're going above and beyond. And if, if it wasn't the right culture at work and, and we didn't enjoy what we were doing, yeah. you wouldn't get those people putting your hand up. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So how do we how do we round this this yeah, we've we've touched on a lot of a lot of business mm. career work related things with 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 this opportunity cost how do we round this out for the viewers at the end of the day man I think it, you know you need to look at whether it's business or or fitness what your goals are yeah okay and then choose like find out what obviously you know choose you get your goals find out what your strengths are and how you're going to get to those goals and making sure you're spending your time the most efficiently to get you there. Okay, you can't be wasting time on doing this and doing that and trying to dabble or have your finger in every single pie mm-hmm. rather than putting your finger in or your whole hand in one pie and just focusing on that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's what opportunity costs come down to is that you need to just be focusing as much energy as you possibly can to whatever that end goal is. Neve, how do you round this out, man? Oh, exactly the same. I mean, you look at your physique goal, your own physique goal, and you put in the steps that you want to get to. You look at where your business wants to get in the future, mm-hmm. and you put the people in the right places. You put yourself in the right position. You get yourself doing the right jobs to get to where you want to be. Yeah. So it's but, really, it's really what JB says about but it. But even so, in, 
setting your goals and knowing where you want to end up and then working backwards and putting the right steps in place to get to that position. But let's let's look past fitness business. Let's look at your life in general. You need to do exactly that is figure out, okay, where do I want to be in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years? Mm-hmm. And okay, how do I get to those goals? Put a, put a plan in place so that you know how to do it and focus all of your energy on that particular plan and taking those steps to get you to where you want to get to. Mm-hmm. So it's more than just fitness and business. It is is life. Is don't waste your time on stuff that isn't going to be important in five years' time. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I like to kind of round it out generally, and, and I'm happy you touched on the life aspect. Mm. And, you know, we, we could probably talk another hour on, on that as, as general. But we like to keep these, these podcasts to fitness times mm. business because that's what we're about. You know, whenever you're presented with opportunity, right, and, and opportunity sp- strikes all but once, right, whenever you're presented with opportunity, understand that the opportunities that you say yes to mm. are at the perils to the opportunities that you say no to and vice versa. And this is why I often say, as you mentioned mm. at the start of the show, I often say that the opportunities that you say no to mm. are even more important yep. than the ones that you say yes. Because by saying no to a particular opportunity that may seem good at the time and especially in the short term may seem the obvious choice, mm. but you knock back, allows you to pursue the opportunity that will pay off over the long term. Yep. So I want, I want the listeners to kind of keep that in mind. And then also the other make sure thing, the opportunity stands true to what your end results and end goals are. And this yep. is why you ha- This is why it's a marathon, not a sprint. Mm-hmm. In fitness, business, life, everything. You need to be looking at short, medium, long, and super long-term goals as a collective, not as I'm going to achieve this short-term goal and then I'm going to go for this one and then I'm going to go for this one and then hopefully somehow magically I get to my medium. And my- a lot of people fuck that up, man. Yeah. It's like, it's a lot like- of people can set medium, short, long, and super long, but can't connect them. Mm. In, in 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 and it's not always going to be linear. Don't get it twisted. It never will be, man. you know. But but fail to make a connection between them. It's yeah. like if I achieve the short term goal, then somehow that's going to lead to the medium, and then if I achieve the medium, somehow that's going. It doesn't fucking happen somehow. No, there needs to be an intention as yeah. to how these things link up. It's similar to what JB said before about going back to studying. Like if if your goal, if you if you're just say I'm here at Massive Joe's yeah. and I'm working here and I'm on X amount of money and then you come along and offer me another 20 grand a year. Yeah. But really I want to go and be a school teacher yeah. and I'm then there's those two opportunities. Do I leave and go to uni or do I drop back to part-time and go do uni? Well, that's a perfect and, example. The, op- the opportunity is more money. The opportunity cost is job satisfaction. Yeah, mm. so there's, there's a perfect one is, yeah, do I take that extra, that 20 grand pay rise or take that 10 grand pay rise or take that five grand pay rise yeah. and continue doing a job I'm not real happy with for the next five years or do I go back and, and not earn any money, have to go back and work night for the coals for three years mm. or, or go work at a cafe or work as a bartender for three years mm. while I'm at uni, uh, while at uni being a teacher but then mm. after those three years then I get to be doing the, my dream job mm. Mm. is yeah those two is you got to look at the future and see yeah where, where do you want to end up yeah so there's a there, there is a cost associated with every opportunity you say yes to 100% man. and that's the cost of not being able to do the opportunities that you yep. say no to 100% and then the final thing, you know, I really want to leave the listeners with is something we started the show with that I think is the best way to kind of very succinctly uh, but yet comprehensively capture this concept of opportunity cost that applies to fitness, business, life, everything, is you can do anything, but you can't do everything. Mm. Yep. You fellas got anything else you want to add? Stick to what you're good at. 
<laughs> Taught us in the hat. <laughs> Big Nave, you got anything else you want to add, man? You do you. Live your best life. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Alright guys, that's a wrap <laughs> for this episode 8 of The Massive Joe Show. Big Swole, thank you very much. Let's hope I'm back next time. Well, we'll let the viewers decide. Yeah, yeah, no we'll shit. let the listeners decide. Yep. If they like you, you'll be back. If here. anyone if not, says no, I'll come and I'll you find know, you and I'll kill you. It's been great, man. You live your best life. <laughs> <laughs> you do you. <laughs> Until next time, where are we coming to and from, Neve? MassiveJoes.com Thank you for listening to this episode of The Massive Joe's Show. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform, whether it be SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, Podbean, Stitcher, or TuneIn. And if you enjoyed listening to this episode of The Massive Joe's Show, ensure that you give us a five-star rating on your favorite podcasting platform. Until next time, we're coming to you from MassiveJoe's.com. Stay